Hi. Okay, today, let's talk about some night and nap stuff. When your child is peeing and pooping in their nap or night diaper and what to do about it. And I also want to hit up in today's episode, nap training. We'll probably dip into night training as well a little bit. And that naturally leads us to how to transition from crib to bed. So that's what we'll be discussing today. And by we, I mean me. (laughs) Okay, so the peeing and pooping in nap diaper. Here's the assumption, and this is most of the questions I get are this, that the child is potty trained during the day, during the waking hours, and they still pee or poop in the nap or nighttime diaper. There are sort of levels of severity to this. And what I mean by severity is like what needs to be addressed right away. So the big issue that needs to be addressed right away is if your child is holding their pee or poop until their nap or nighttime diaper and not releasing during the waking hours. In this scenario, This typically happens in maybe the first few days of potty training, and it can be extremely worrisome. But if your child is peeing those two times, and usually overnight more than once, so they're not really in danger of a UTI unless they have been prone to UTIs like since infancy, then it's more concerning. But typically, I don't see UTIs if they are holding for that nap and night diaper. This is going to be like a flow chart. So you kind of have to follow along carefully and sort of choose your own adventure. Now, if this is happening to you in the first week of potty training, the child is holding for those nap and night diapers, we have to further dissect it. Is the child in distress? Are they obviously holding? Are they obviously withholding? And they're waiting for that diaper. And signs of this will be like walking on tiptoes. You'll probably be able to tell. You don't need me to tell you signs. But a very common thing is a child who at about three o'clock or four o'clock says, okay, it's time for bed. That's like their way of asking for a diaper. That scenario You can let it play out for a couple of days. A lot of kids, like, they just have to acclimate to the idea of the potty and releasing on the potty. And so this often resolves on its own. If it hasn't resolved in a week, I would definitely say it needs to be attended to. The attending to means you have to night and nap train because they have to have no option of a diaper. More often, I would say the typical norm, 95% of the questions are that the child's doing just fine. They're releasing during the waking hours. Maybe they're not releasing poop, but they're peeing just fine, but they're still peeing a lot in their night and nap diaper and or they're pooping. And a lot of times it looks like they just adjusted their body clock. It's not like they're in distress. It's not like they are withholding. They've just switched their body clocks, right? And if they're effortless during the day, it doesn't look like any sort of panic or anything like that. It's just that they that's when they poop and when they poop, when they're asleep. Now, the next factor is, are they pooping? I'm going to deal mostly with poop in the night and nap diaper because Most kids are going to pee in those diapers regardless. The poop is a bigger issue because if they're not releasing on the potty, they're not getting any practice releasing on the potty. So if they're just saving it for the diaper, kind of nothing's being really learned. So are they pooping while they're still awake or are they pooping when they're asleep? So potty training is a big learning curve. It's a steep learning curve. I think kids are able to handle it. I don't think it's too much for them, but it is a big learning process. And I often hear that like, 
uh, kids who were pre-verbal all of a sudden have a burst in language. So I really do think it like carves new neural pathways, but it's a lot to learn. And so they're going to default, you know, if they have a nap and night diaper on, that is their preferred thing right now. So they're going to default to like relaxing, you know, they fall asleep, they relax, the poop comes out. So if they're sleeping, it's okay. It's okay to back burner this whole thing for now. If they are awake, so you put the diaper on, put them in the crib or the bed, leave the room two minutes later, mom, I pooped. That needs to be attended to right away because that means they're literally saving it. They're old enough to say, I pooped, come change me. It's going to mess with their sleep routine. It's going to delay bedtime. So that needs to be addressed. If they're pooping in their sleep, you can hold it off. The solution to peeing and pooping in a nap and night diaper is removing the diaper, okay? One of the reasons we have to remove the diaper is remove the choice. Once you remove the diaper, one of two things happens. The child either goes, oh, okay, there's no other option. Great, I'll go on the potty. Or they start withholding and you may have a withholder and that happens as well. It's kind of like 50-50, honestly, but we can't ascertain if they're a withholder if they still have a diaper and they're releasing in the diaper. So there's that. The solution is night training. I have a night training chapter in the book. I have a night training supplement and I have a pooping solutions course. So if you get to the point where you are giving up the diapers, but your child now starts to withhold their poop, you definitely want to get my pooping solutions course. It's way too much information to give on a podcast. Same thing with night training. I will say this, people are delaying night training far too long. A child's bladder is being fully formed between three and four years old. If you don't address night training at all, by the time your child is three and a half, four years old, the chances of them becoming a bedwetter go up by 50%. And that is not a made-up statistic. That is in the Pediatric Journal of Urology. So it's worth attending to. And it does get harder. The diaper is a habit, you guys. And the longer you keep it on, the longer the habit is. And so it just gets harder and harder as your kid gets older and older. I'm not going to go into night training again, because I have so much information on it. And it is a lot for a podcast. The biggest predictor of night training success is learning how to limit fluids before nap and night but not limit fluids, period. So oftentimes I will get yelled at on the internet in all capital letters because how dare I say dehydrate your child, which I am not saying. So I call this the upside down pyramid in the book. The whole concept is if you think of a pyramid, turn it upside down. You want to go wide. You want to go heavy with fluids upon waking from nighttime and upon waking from nap. And then you want to taper off as you get closer to nap and bedtime. It's worth thinking ahead. One of the things about my night training supplement is I give you a lot of tools for how to encourage dryness, even with the diaper on. So if you feel like, oh shit, I'm just not like really ready to night train. There are things you can do to encourage dryness throughout the night. It's good because a lot of people have a, a, a sippy cup habit right before bed or a glass of milk right before bed. And I will have people yell at me again. No, I'm not giving that up. I'm not giving up the sippy cup. I'm not giving up the water. He really needs a bottle of milk before bed. You can do what you want, but you're going to struggle with night training. Like I'm not going to tell you you have to, but you can't expect a child to drink eight to 12 ounces of fluid and then not pee during the night. So that's one thing. Another thing is dairy and fruit irritate the bladder. This is a game changer. This can rock your world. Don't have any dairy or fruit after about 1 or 2 p.m. And that will help so much with night training and staying dry as well. It irritates the bladder. 
the fructose and the lactose can irritate the bladder and cause like a lot of peeing. Here's the deal though. Let's say you're on, you know, you're two weeks in, your kid's still pooping and peeing in their diaper. It's in the sleep. You're not that worried about it. It doesn't feel like a manipulation. It doesn't feel like they're withholding. All systems look like, okay, they just readjusted their body clock and you don't want a night train. That is totally fine. Like you don't have to night train right now, but you have to take it off your plate. You have to not worry about it. So you can't expect, and listen to me, listen to this closely. You can't expect to put a diaper on your child and for them to not use it. A diaper is made for one thing and one thing only, to pee and poop in. They have had it on since birth, often before their first feeding. They know and love this security blanket around their butt. And so for you to put it on and expect them not to use it is unrealistic and not cool. So if you're going to use a diaper and your child uses it, you can't be mad. If you don't want a night train right now, that's cool, but then you can't worry about this. You can't be in both camps. So that's sort of my final word on that. Nap training. I don't address nap training because... There really is no such thing as a nap training because there's nothing we can do. When you night train, you do have to wake your child at some point to help them catch the pee during the night. But with nap training, there's nothing we can really do to help the child except limit fluids about an hour beforehand or two hours beforehand. And we can't, yeah, you can't wake a kid during a nap. They'll be awake for good. So there is no such thing as nap training. If your child, though, starts staying dry during their nap naturally, which does happen, and it happens five days in a row, I would take that nap diaper off. If you keep it on, they will go back to using it. Same thing goes for nighttime diapers and pull-ups are diapers. So I'm not going to distinguish between pull-ups, their diapers, period. But if your child is staying dry on their own, which can and does happen in a lot of cases. So if you're potty training before 36 months, I would say don't even worry about night training. Like give them some time, let it shake out because a lot of kids just start staying dry on their own. But if they're staying dry and you've gone from like five to seven days consecutive of them staying dry, take that diaper off and start paying attention. You don't have to night train the way other people might have to night train, but you do have to keep an eye on fluids and you may have to like, say it's 4th of July, you're out late, the kids had a couple of extra juice boxes. That might be a night that you do have to wake them. So you want to be a little bit fluid with it, but there's nothing we can do during the nap. The thing about when they start staying dry on their own If you keep that diaper on, they will go back to using it. And I've worked with parents who end up like smacking their own heads because the kid was staying dry. The parents were being nervous about it. And they were like, nope, nope, nope. I'm keeping it on just in case. Then the kid goes back to peeing. They're like, I don't know why she's doing this. And I'm like, she's doing this because you didn't attend to the task at hand. She was telling you that she was staying dry. Her body was telling you. And you kept the thing on that is for pee and poop. So take that diaper off if you get a few consecutive days in a row, usually about five to seven. When you are night training or even not training, you can get some chucks. Those are the piddle pads. You know those things? They're awesome. And I would just buy a whole bunch of them and you can duct tape them to the mattress. And that way you don't have to be nervous. You can take that diaper off. And if there's an accident, you can layer a couple of them. If there's an accident, you just go in, rip it off. And there's another one underneath and you're not doing laundry. You're not mucking up your mattresses. So that's a really good idea. Thinking ahead And I always encourage parents to think ahead on night training because, again, like there's the sippy cup bottle situation or a full glass of water before bed that you want to nix that habit. But also you want to consider moving from a crib to a bed. 
here is the reason why. It's incredibly hard to night train in a crib. People do it, so it can be done. However, if you have to wake your child, you know at this age, the crib is probably at its lowest setting. So you're going to have to get that child out of the crib, have them pee, and get them back in the crib in a, like a sleepy state. And we all know that in and out of the crib creates a wide awake kid in most instances. If not, it might just kill your back. So I'm always encouraging parents to move to the toddler bed. Well, it doesn't have to be a toddler bed, by the way. It can just be any old bed. When I say toddler bed, I mean toddler age. (laughs) There's a couple of options. You can leave it right on the floor. That's a Montessori model is the floor bed. You can put pool noodles under the sheet so that, you know, it's not exactly a rail, but it will prevent falling out. I've talked about this in a couple of episodes. We have this like weird crisis of autonomy happening. And I am actually hearing sleep experts say to keep a kid in a crib till they're four. You guys, some kids are reading chapter books at four. Four is too old to be caged. And let's face it, a crib is a cage. And I mean that with love, not that we treat our kids like animals. But the reason you are not moving your kid to a bed, if you haven't, is because you want them in a place where they're safe and sort of caged. But we also have this thing happening in potty training where kids aren't self-initiating. They're not being autonomous. They need your help for everything. And you have to really think about this, guys. If the very first thing in the, you do in the morning is have to get your child out of bed and they can't get themselves out of bed, you're looking at a needier kid. You know what I mean? So I always think it's wise to move a kid before they have the notion to climb out because it actually builds this like weird magic force field. It takes them a while to figure out that they can even get out of bed. So I encourage that once they can start to climb out of the crib, like now you're looking at safety issues. They could get their legs stuck. I don't know. It's I think we're just keeping kids in cribs way too long. And I understand why, but you're going to have to deal with your kid in a bed at some point. And I think it's easier to learn the rules when they're little and the rules are black and white. And, you know, once they get to three or four, the negotiating and the little lawyers come out and they're manipulative, they can get into more mischief. So anyway, so we want them in a bed and you can keep the potty chair right next to their bed. So parents just are so scared of this transition to the bed because, again, what's going to happen? The kid's going to get up, right? So number one, you want to have a baby gate in the door for sure. And you want to set up like a hierarchy of rules and say, no coming out of your room. If you come out of your room, I'm going to close the door. And if you keep coming out of your room, I may have to lock the door. These kinds of things to keep your child safe. I have learned over the years two things that really help. One is a whiteboard with the nightly routine. And the reason you do the whiteboard with the nightly routine is because you can start to eliminate all the stalls. So one of the things that will happen when your child's in a bed and they can get out, you'll be finally settling into the couch, watching some Netflix, and here come the little pitter-patter of feet. You know, I forgot to tell you I loved you. I need some water. I mean, they're going to come up with every excuse. So what the whiteboard does is it, number one, kids are gaslighters. They're going to tell you that you only read two stories when you read three. You're going to not know in your parent brain. You're not going to know if they're right. Like they're little gaslighters. (laughs) And so you can cross things off. You can have them go potty twice, like one early in the routine. Hey, let's brush teeth and go potty. Let's get in PJs, read a book, sing a song. Okay, let's go potty again. And then it's bedtime. But you can also put like, hey, make sure you have all your guys. Is this the blanket you want? Did you need to tell me anything? Because I want to tell you I love you. Do you need one more sip of water? You would use like a tiny, like a shot glass or a medicine cup, like a tiny, tiny, tiny amount. So it, it literally is a sip of water. You know, you knock off all those things and then it's good night. You stay in bed, we're done. Don't come out of your room, give them a kiss, and that's that. 
they're going to come out of the room. They're going to. I don't care if you have a kid in a crib till they're six. When they get out of the crib, they're going to get out of their room. So what I have found is I call it the super nanny because I'm pretty sure I saw this on that program, Super Nanny, but I can't be sure, but that's what I call it. So if they come out of the room, do not engage. Do not engage at all. Pick them up, put them back in their bed, kiss their forehead, and leave the room. The minute you say something, the minute you invite exchange. So even if you say, I love you, when you say, I love you to somebody, what happens? They have to say, I love you too. Then you start a conversation. Your child believes you're in dialogue. They're happy as a clam. They're going to talk your ear off. They're going to keep you in the room. They're going to need more things. Don't do that. So even on the first night, even with my own child, this happened the first night. I don't know. He probably got up 30 times. Boom, put him back, put him back, put him back, put him back. The next night he got up nine times. Boom, 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 put him back, put him back. Third night, slept through the night. So it goes fast if you can be really consistent. And again, no talking. You don't have to say, I love you. We all know you love your child. Your child knows you love them. It's been said a million times, I'm sure, that day. You don't have to say it again. If they talk to you, you can put your finger to your lips and just walk out the door. No engagement. And this works so well. And then the child is sleeping through the night and things are awesome. You know, like I said, you can keep the potty chair next to the bed in case your child is so inclined to get up and go themselves. We want to foster independence. So that's the problem, I think, with night training in a crib is your child is stuck. They're literally stuck. And even if you got the monitor on and the video on, by the time they call you and you get up and go to their room, because they are going to have to pee during the night, you know, you think, oh, they'll just call me, but they may not be able to make it that long till you get there. You know what I mean? And so I hate the thought of like, what if they want to get up and do this by themselves? We want to give them that opportunity. And a lot of kids do. They surprise parents. Like parents will go in the morning. They're like, the little potty was full of pee. I didn't even know she got up. So it's super killer. We want to foster that independence. We want to believe they're capable. And then again, like I said, the night training is the solution for the peeing and pooping in the diaper. Again, if you don't have the bandwidth right now, that's okay. Especially if your child's under three and a half, it's totally fine. But again, don't worry about it. If your child's over three and a half, you have to make the bandwidth. If it's not this week, it's got to happen soon because they will just get too old and it will be an entrenched habit and it's really hard at these older ages. I know four isn't old, but it is for toileting. So yeah, I think that's it. I hope you guys have an awesome day. As always, rock on. Catch you next time.